Hello and welcome to the First Issue Club, the weekly podcast that aids you through the muddy and murky waters of the comic book landscape. And just like Sue Storm, we love a good read. I'm Greg. And I'm Vargas. And we're going to dub this one Take Two. Take Two. We recorded five minutes of our previous take. (laughs) But we actually talked for like 30 minutes. Yeah. So, And the 30 minutes that has been lost to time probably would have won awards. <laughs> Definitely. Acclaim. Yeah. We would have had Manscaped or Blue Apron knocking down our door. <laughs> At least minimum Casper mattress. Uh, yeah. They're always, I always, they, their emails go straight to spam. <laughs> Casper, I've had enough. If I wanted a ghost bed, I'd sleep in a haunted house. But is it too late? To put, have a new tagline for the podcast. <laughs> if I wanted a ghost bed, I'd sleep in a haunted house. We'll workshop it. Uh, welcome, folks. Um, this is the show where we talk about breaking comic book news, first issues and comics of the week that we love. Um, but today we're going to be doing something a little different. Uh, Andy and I are sans Mike D. He couldn't make it today. So uh, as they say, when the Mike D is away, the Andy and Greg will play. We are going to talk about one of my favorite subjects to talk about himself himself (laughs) bond james bond uh dynamite's been doing bond series for the last 10 years Mm -hmm. and there's plenty of material to go around so greg and i are going to be diving into not only the comics i think we're going to try and do some movie commentaries commentary and just you know inform you a little bit more about who Bond is, where he comes from, and what he's all about. I am a Bond noob, you would say. I'm a casual. Sure. Or a casualty in Bond terms. <laughs> uh, I've, the only Bond, I mean, I've seen the Pierce Brosnan ones uh-huh. from the 90s. Yeah. And then all of the new ones that come out with, uh, who is that guy? Dan- Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah. Mr. Daddy himself. <laughs> Mr. Yes. Uh, so, and they're great. But I've never read any of the comics. I've never read any of the books. I've never seen any of the older Bond stuff. I am so excited about this. When you when you pitched this to me, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that you were so unexposed. Yes, to James Bond. Just say ignorant. No, no, no. You're just <laughs> unexposed. You you know what a Bond is. I'm familiar with what a Bond is. Yeah, I've seen a Bond. <laughs> you know you know it's not Gold Bond. When we're talking about no, you were, t- <laughs> but there should be a movie where like that's a villain, Gold Bond, Gold Bond, yeah, it's like, like it's just a clone of him but made out of gold, yeah, and he uses powder on his genitals <laughs> <laughs> to stay minty fresh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, uh, I am a huge James Bond fan. I own yeah. all the movies. I've read all the comics. Uh, I am trying to go back right now and find the reprinted newspaper comic strips. Oh, whoa, I didn't know there was that. Oh, yeah, buddy. In depth. I've got two of the big books. Of course, they're now out of print, but yeah, might bring those and uh, talk about those. Have you read any of the novels? Yeah, I've read Man with the Golden Gun, Goldfinger, and Casino Royale. Okay, but you said there's like a lot of books. There's, yeah, there's like 15 or 16 novels, Mm -hmm. all of which have been turned into movies by MGM. Oh, wow, okay. There are... Of course, more movies than that based on original material. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we'll dive into all this. Yes. Both in this episode and future episodes. Mm-hmm. 
and on the Patreon. Correct. Patreon.com slash First Issue Club. You'll get this new James Bond show that we're doing. Plus, we do at minimum one new show a week for the Patreon feed. We also have videos up there um, and movie reviews and all kinds of fun stuff um, that you want from us uh, in, in bonus form over on the Patreon. Yeah. And it's uh, the price of a comic a month. You can get all the access to that. I'm a member and you should be too. I keep telling you to to not be a member. And I keep telling you it's about metrics, Greg. (laughs) Metrics, metrics, metrics. And this is why all my businesses fail. (laughs) You and Mike D both need to be. You know what? Everyone needs to. Need to get my mom, need to get my dad, need to get my dog. (laughs) Steal your mom's credit card and sign her up for the First Issue Club Patreon. It's $3.99 a month. She'll never notice. She'll never, no. Tell her the price of Netflix went up by $4 a month. Yep, and it's called Patreon. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But first. Yes. We're going to do a regular episode for all you normies out there Mm -hmm. that aren't Patreon members. So you get what you came for. You get the free stuff, which is <laughs> delicious. Quality. Delicious, free comic book content. And then if you want to peek into the Patreon, wait till the back half of the uh, episode and you'll get uh, that Patreon goodness. Excellent. Uh, so we're going to do a little news and then a couple of the first issues we've read that we liked. Perfect. Uh, a few things. Cy Spurrier's book, Damn Them All, mm-hmm. was a limited series now ongoing for boom studios totally makes sense very excited for them that creative team begs for an ongoing series yeah Cy Spurrier and uh charlie adlard right yes of invincible fame Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right so and and walking dead didn't uh, after tony moore right i think so i mean that's a no-brainer right (laughs) when when you get that kind of creative team you're just like do you really want to limit yourself to six yeah right do as long as you want. I'm I'm blown away that they didn't do that from the get-go. It was probably just like, they're like, do a limited, see people latch on to it, then we'll take it from there. That's happened with tons of different um, books that I've uh, read. Yeah. So, excited for those uh, creatives over there at Boom Studios. They got a hit. Do we know if they're going to keep the numbering or if they're going to restart from one i would assume they're just going to keep the numbering that seems like the thing to do they've probably written their six out yeah and they're just like you got any more in you yeah okay number seven yeah and then yeah number seven comes out dope so good for them good for them um a couple of marvel events are coming out this summer uh the ultimate universe is back with jonathan hickman and brian hitch finally uh i know we've been clamoring for it it's been gone for 10 years uh, almost since 2015 yeah so it's been a while since we've seen the quote-unquote true ultimate universe it Mm -hmm. ended with secret wars yep um the ultimate universe is kind of like an else world type situation it exists in an alternate universe so they can get away with uh different origins and different interpretations of stories from superheroes you've grown to know and love yeah it was almost a soft reboot for the marvel universe where they could have writers come in Mm -hmm. and not have to adhere to between 40 and 60 years of back material (laughs) (laughs) of very restrictive continuity yeah exactly and so um not much is known yeah about the story uh other than it takes place in the alternate 
or the ultimate universe and six ones. Like I, I think they're trying to push a lot of stuff into the six one six. Sure. To add more characters or possibly um, what I've read is they're going to expand into more ultimate books again. So do you think they're pulling like a reverse secret wars where we start with one, the six one six and it's going to somehow split explode Presu- again. Pre- into presumably different... the maker will uh, s- split her off. Yeah. Cause I think Marvel could suckle at that teat for about five years of uh-huh. new books, new characters and you know, Money, money, money. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me. I'm surprised they haven't used the maker that much in Marvel stuff. Yeah, really? He only showed up in Venom from what I'm aware of. Yeah, he was in, um, uh, what was that? X-Men versus Fantastic Four for a second. Oh, yeah. Like, they've just kind of like peppered him in and out. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what they're leading up to is like he's been kind of reclused working on this new device or whatever to either go home or expand upon new worlds he can conquer. Excellent. So I love the maker as a character. Evil Reed Richards. Come on. Right. I mean, Reed Richards is the greatest super villain. Oh yeah. (laughs) And like everyone knows it. Yeah. And so to have a version of that, that just like leans into the, and like I don't even think he sees himself as evil. He's just like one of those super scientists that is just like you're all too dumb to understand. Yeah, how I am helping you exactly. And it like comes off as just like condescending and petty. Well, <laughs> and, yeah, and murderous. And, <laughs> and in the six one six, it's like Reed Richards is that same way, but he leans toward altruism and good, mm-hmm. whatever you define good, right? Right. But in the Ultimate Universe, it's the exact same character, but he leans toward basically himself. Yeah. Like, whatever he wants, mm-hmm. that's what he's going to do. Yeah. He says, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. And wear this giant helmet thing. Yeah, because he stretched his brain, which is so weird. <laughs> to get more thoughts. Yeah, exactly. It's my mind palace. <laughs> so weird, but so good. Uh, another... Uh, Summer event for Marvel is the Contest of Chaos, yeah, which is um, kind of still unknown. It's um, from the promo art. It's basically something is happening in uh, the Marvel Six One Six that is pitting heroes and villains against one another. There isn't like a huge team up or you know one against the other. It's just like kind of a free for all, and the rumor going around the uh, internet is that like the embodiment of chaos lord chaos is causing some shenanigree sure or you know um i think his name is like the 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 ugh, the undoer or something or like the i don't want to say like the underminer or whatever but <laughs> it's from the, that's from incredibles. The incredibles uh but it's like uh he was in the ultimates too that that al ewing wrote is He's it like, the in-betweener? The in-betweener. Yeah. They, there's theories that the in-betweener could be coming into... Okay. Do, like, Marvel does this thing where, like, the embodiment of fear or infinity or whatever yeah. becomes a physical body, and then... And then punches Captain America then in the face. superheroes have to fight it or whatever, and it's like... <laughs> it's, it's so fucking heady. Yeah. It's like... 
it's like Grant Morrison, Jim Starling level of just like so good. None of this makes fucking sense, but to one person, like you're you're yeah. writing this book for one person. Yeah, it's like you know when you sit down with a kid and like clearly they have a thought that's too big for their head. Yeah, and they can't, they don't have the words mm-hmm. to express whatever thought they have. That's like what this seems to be yeah i do it all the time on this on this show (laughs) i have a thought i'm just like i can't i can't i can't do you ever do you want do you dream do you do you and like that takes up five minutes of the show so and that's why we love you buddy i am the special sauce as they say (laughs) you truly are uh and so that's coming out this summer too with the Grootfall and Venom stuff and Yes, the summer of symbiotes. Uh so uh get ready, Marvel fans. The summer is going to be hot, 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 and your bank account will be low, low, low. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, there's cool. Nothing in there to keep it hot. <laughs> uh yeah, DC also announced a, an event, uh Night Terror with a K, of course. Uh not terror with a k but it's night like k and i always spell terror with a k and i could always be si- get yelled at could be silent <laughs> silent k the silent killer uh not i i didn't see you know a creative team sure didn't see what the story is but it looks metal as hell which means i'll probably be buying it and two variants for each yeah book. i'm assuming there's like uh Music homage, probably an acetate cover. Yep. Maybe a die cut. Yep. And you got to know Batman's fighting someone because it's with a K. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm excited to see uh, the Quesada variant that probably comes with one of these. Oh, God. So um, Who else is like well known for Art DC? Germ. Art Germ right now. <laughs> Sway. Sway's doing some Catwoman stuff. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Boss Logic will have a 1 in 100 variant. Yep. Zdarsky will have a 1 in 500. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So good times, good times. Which is crazy. That they're only doing money. one um, summer event in DC. We talked about this is the dawn yeah. of DC. Um, the new books coming out right now are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I just read Superman from um, Williamson. Yeah, that was fantastic. He's such a great writer. A great way to um, start dawn of DC. Yeah, um, I love the horniness of Lois and <laughs> Superman. Yeah. They should be horny for each other. <laughs> yeah, fuck yes. They've been so careful and like non PDA for so long. Like, yeah, of course you smash each other. Yeah. Look how hot you time. both are. You're both smoldering hot. <laughs> Stop being prudish. <laughs> where, where and when is the Superman fuck book? I'm you sure know? it exists. <laughs> And in certain, you know, social uh, hierarchies and clubs, yeah, you get to read it, right? I'm, I'm like at, at the highest level of Scientology, you get to read. Oh the yeah, bootleg Superman, S- Superman Kama Sutra, right? <laughs> Superman Kama Sutra. That's it. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's it's fun. The Donna DC is really um, has a foot in the right direction. Yeah, as far as creative teams. New energy to the to the franchises. Um, I am a notorious um, Future State lover. Yeah, I loved what they were going to do with Future State. I thought it had a lot of gas, um, but with Dan DeDio leaving and kind of the the puttering out of all that, 
uh, that was left to the wayside. That seems to be DC's modus operandi, though. They'll they'll take big swings, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's not it's not going to stick. Sure. But and like, which I guess I mean that's comic books. You can say that about anybody. That's business, I guess. baby. That's business. That's why baby. the McRib only comes around once a year. That's right. They they can't financially support that. <laughs> That's right. We can't stand being away from the McRib for too long. <laughs> Do you know how much it costs to make a McRib? We can only afford it for one month a Probably year. Probably at a fucking nickel. Yeah, it costs nothing. <laughs> it's basically just smashed up burger buns molded into meat. With sauce into, on it. Into meat shape. Each night they go to the dumpster and collect all the old nugget remnants wash them off don't be gross put them in a blender Mm -hmm. put them in a mold yeah like a waffle maker and just make a mcrib dope i want a mcrib now a mcrib maker (laughs) well christmas is just around the corner i'll make one for you fingers crossed uh then that's really all the news oh uh no uh something is killing children that's right just got greenlit for a netflix show yeah they've got the uh showrunner from dark and 1899 Mm -hmm. uh doing the show so pull out those back issues sell that number one yeah because it's only gonna be going up i think i have one and it's signed by tenyon you should probably slab it slab it slab it and get it back in a year we're just in time for the show to be canceled just in time for the first trailer to drop and people go oh this looks like shit well if you want to read the book yeah buy this and crack it open uh so yeah so that's been greenlit and then um is that i think that's really all the news that's all i had stuff and then i just want to quickly touch on some books uh that i read um local man by tim seeley and tony fleck yep you have a review up on that book on firstissueclub.com i do so if you want to go read andy's words about it go there uh i loved it it's so good it is a it's um we we described it as like a slice of life book that quickly turns into a it's gonna be like a whodunit yeah you know um not really a murder mystery but like someone's going around killing these super people one assumes after issue one after i've only have (laughs) one issue to uh make assumptions on and right now i'm one for one yeah that's right (laughs) um yeah i i loved this book um i promise you that this book will be getting heat um i think that this is going to end up being a lot like revival where it, yeah. it doesn't get a lot of you know people talking about it while it's coming out mm-hmm. but now after the fact everybody talks about how great revival is right i think this is going to be the same thing yeah um it's going to get probably some uh boys comparisons because it is about a disgruntled ex superhero Mm -hmm. leaving its superhero team um it if you've never seen it or uh, advertising for this book it is peak image 90s goodness yeah it's rob liefeld on steroids (laughs) and for someone you and i we grew up in the 90s we experienced this in its heyday um it was really fun to just kind of relive that and get a different interpretation of those super beefed up superheroes. Yeah. 
in those worlds. Yeah, the the getting the hindsight view of those characters is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um the the thing that I liked most about this book is that like Greg said, he's an ex you know super extreme team Mm -hmm. member right um and the main story tells his adventures after getting canceled or kicked off the team yeah we don't know yet but you flip over the book and it's a classic image alternate book where there's a flashback story of him on the team Mm -hmm. and every single issue is going to be like that you're going to get a main story of him dealing with the repercussions and you know his life in small town sure and then you flip it over, and it's a flashback. It's like issue. him in his heyday. Yeah, and so dope. <laughs> so, I mean, just to get those juxtapositions, it's just like so much fun. Um, you know, Tim Seeley has like three books out right now that I'm yeah. also getting. He's got a ton of stuff. So it's the season of Seeley. Yeah, as we say here at First Issue <laughs> Club, and uh, you know, couldn't be brighter. Yeah, very excited for. You know every book that he comes out with. Yeah, I I love Tim Seeley. Uh, hop on Kickstarter and back his hack slash uh, omnibus. Is, is it still going? It's still going. Okay. Got well. Yeah, it's still going. It's probably got two or three weeks left. Yeah. Uh, big oversized hardcovers of the hack slash series. Mm-hmm. Uh, volume three is the one that's running right now. As part of that, you can get volume one two and their crossover volume x which is yeah uh hack slash versus vampirella and reanimator and i think chucky is in there evil ernie jesus christ all that kind of stuff so hell yeah it's dope i love tim seeley i buy every book i can with his name on it dude solid (laughs) um have you seen to to stay on kickstarter real quick have you seen andy diggle's kickstarter for the expanse right now Dude, he raised like a million bucks. He raised bucks. a million fucking dollars. Yeah. For the like the last story in the expanse. Yeah. Which is a TV show, right? Well, it's a no- a series of novels. Oh, okay. Turned into a TV series, turned into a comic series. Fucking rad. Yeah. Good for good for Andy. Is that a boom? Is that coming it's, out on Boom? It's coming out on Boom Studios. Yeah. So, um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's like a berserker kind of situation where they wanted to make it and wanted to get some extra funding for it or yeah i don't know but i don't i don't remember berserker making that kind of money it made a lot i don't know that it made a million but it made a lot yeah but that expanse fans have spoken yeah <laughs> and they want fucking expanse comic books they want andy diggle's expanse and they're getting it <laughs> um what else did i read oh i read um uh blue book yes by james tinian Yep, I read it too. Um, I'm stoked on this book too. It's so fucking fun. Uh, it tells the story of Barney Hill and his wife mm-hmm. who were abducted by aliens in 1968 mm-hmm. or something like that. It it was the first big UFO encounter yeah. uh, that really got publicity. Um, Greg informed me that this is his Substack series. Yep. Uh, come to print on Dark Horse, um, and I am stoked by it. Like the the fact that they named it Blue Book, harkening back to the government investigation of aliens, and then took it a step further and did the comic in black, white, and blue. Right, it's just so brilliant. Like that's the stuff that I never would have come up it's with. So, it's so brilliant. And James Tunyon again writes a masterful 
suspenseful story. Only, you know, they only use three colors in this whole book. But to, you know, create this expanded dialogue of this event where, you know, we don't know what the conversations they had with one another during this. But um, I don't know, the pacing of it and just the general vibe of the book is uh, one you read like under the blankets of your bed with a flashlight as a kid. And it's like, it it really hits you in the, the nostalgia of just like, I love alien abductee books and like this will hit it really well with some people. You, you nailed something that I didn't even put two and two together. Uh, The first movie that I was actually ever scared of, like truly came home from the theater and I, could not sleep mm-hmm. was a movie called the mothman prophecy oh my god do not mention that movie to caitlin okay this book gave me those same vibes yeah you know i'm two years older now so i'm <laughs> far more <laughs> clearly i've grown as a person but no that this book gave me those it's not it's not scary it's terrifying mm-hmm. it's that deeper level of like yeah. Holy shit. This like is something. Gene altering yeah. fear of like uh, uh, unescapable dread. Yeah. So, yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I'm I'm stoked for the rest of the series. I pre-ordered every cover because they're all so legit. Uh and I I'm, I was just blown away by it. Yeah. Both these books, honestly, Local Man and Blue Book. Yeah. Go out there, get these books, support independent publishers and independent creators uh you're not gonna be disappointed with these selections yeah. at all yeah this is a good week it's a phenomenal week for for comic books i mean ton of great stuff out on dc and marvel um you know image is hitting as well so you know you know we said no news i saw that saga 63 or whatever yeah the last issue is going to second print Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay. I know, right? I don't know if it was first appearance of a character. I don't know if, you know, it's, it's. I think the second issue of whatever arc they're on. Mm-hmm. But it's going, I mean, a, a book that's 60 something issues in that's not Batman. Yeah. Getting a second print getting is, a second print is print bananas. It's wild. Um, so that's like, <laughs> that's like 8 billion genies. Yeah. Like fever pitch uh stardom yeah which i just got the fifth printings in for some of those books in the <laughs> mail yesterday so good. i love it that's such a great book i can't wait to watch that tv series i know i and i'm stoked for issue eight i'm oh yeah drooling to see how that series ends oh knowing that creative team it's gonna be perfect oh yeah so all right Oh, we're into Bond time now. Are we? Yep. The re- so that's the regular show's over. First issue club wasn't that great. Do 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 ba do boop done. Oh wait, what's this? A peek behind the curtain. Oh, we're going to the Patreon zone. But 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 bonus episode. You're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to have to pay to see this stuff. Oh, that's okay. Come on in. Come on in. The podcast is warm. Yeah. The, the well. <laughs> The f- we'll say the first taste is free. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's how we get them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so here we're going to workshop a name for the show. Oh, yes. First things first. And then we're going to talk about kind of what the show is. Sure. So um, 
so so some of the names I had for the show were um, License to Binge, uh huh, and Shaken Not Stirred. Perfect. Very Bond podcast. Very professional. You Thank could you. put it on a T-shirt. Thank you. I went a punnier route. Yep. <laughs> uh, so my ideas are male bonding, which is <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> Live and Let Dynamite. Very good. Podcasts are forever. Mm -hmm. From KC with Love and 007th Issue Club. Um, that may be my favorite. <laughs> that's that's your favorite. I, I genuinely love that. Um, but we're gonna leave it up to the folks online. We're gonna put up a poll so you guys can vote to see what the show should be called. Um, if you have a better idea. We will steal it. Yeah. So uh, put it out there and we'll steal it. Um, but yeah, so this is where we're going to cover the Dynamite series of Bond books. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been going for how long? Uh, almost a decade now. Well, a decade, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the modern series, Dynamite started in 2012. Mm -hmm. And that was the first Bond comic printed in 20 years. So they pretty much started from scratch. Yeah. Um, all of these are in continuity as far as I'm aware. They're licensed by the Ian Fleming estate. Mm -hmm. And they're whatever, with real James Bond stories. So yeah. if you are a Bond movie nerd like I am, mm -hmm. this stuff scratches that itch. Yes. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wonder if, you know... Daniel Craig is going to feel good or bad about Bond today. <laughs> you don't have to worry about the next casting. Yeah. Uh, you just got to wait a month between issues. Issues. <laughs> and then you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. So we're starting this series with one of my favorite Bond stories of all time. Yeah. Uh, and one of my favorite Bond comics of all time, Hammerhead. Yeah. Was this uh first in the like relaunched series or are we start in the middle somewhere or? we are starting in the middle somewhere. Okay. Um but that is the nice part about these Bond comics. Yeah. Is there there were two twelve issue series. Warren Ellis did one with Jason Masters mm -hmm. that started it back in twenty twelve. Um two six issue arcs numbered one to twelve. Right. Greg Pack did a twelve issue series. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. One to twelve. Um but since then, it's been six-issue minis, mm -hmm. which is great. I think it plays to the James Bond movie feel a little bit more than having, you know, an ongoing series. Yeah. Um, and it forces you to get to the action. Oh, yeah. From what, like, from the, from the Hammerhead, from what we just read, like, this pacing was pretty... It was tight. Upbeat. Yeah, it was. it was a really tight drum of just, like... My name is James Bond. There's a problem. I'm going to have sex, and then I'm going to fix the problem. <laughs> which, if yep. you know James Bond, which I know little, that's kind of the setup of what he does. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, okay. So, you're basically unfamiliar with Bond. Yeah, I am as unfamiliar with James Bond as he is with condoms. Oh, yeah. That's nice. So, very unfamiliar. Very unfamiliar. <laughs> So, your overall reaction to this story mm -hmm. as someone who's less familiar with Bond, how'd you feel about it? I thought it was great. I, I, 
I am unfamiliar with James Bond, but I am very familiar with spy and espionage stories. Okay, cool. And so, like, Bond is your gateway drug to spy and espionage shit. Definitely. Um, Ian Fleming, like, wrote the the book, really. Yeah, literally <laughs> wrote the book. And um, it is classic Bond stuff of just, like, him using his wits and his cunning... And his charm to uh, best uh, uh, an evil that is so large that it seems um, unbeatable. Yeah, that's that to me as a James Bond mega fan is the hardest thing to nail with a Bond story. Mm-hmm. You have to have something that is so large that it threatens. It doesn't have to be the world, but like it has to be a large, you know, country sized threat at least, but it has to be able to be taken down with a surgical one man strike. And in fact, that needs to be the only way it can be taken down. Yes. You can't throw an army at a single megalomaniac, right? Mm -hmm. Because... Oh, if we bomb the base, then the nuke blows up. Mm-hmm. You have to send Bond in yeah. to disarm the you nuke. You need an inside guy yeah. to get in there and uh, take care of the problem. Exactly. And, um, yeah, so, like, I-, I don't know if this is a common thing for every James Bond story, but um, it seems like, at the beginning, he's always in trouble. Like, he's always, like, one bad review away from being fired. Uh-huh. And I I don't know how he hasn't. I mean, there I guess there are some stories where he's just like, quote unquote, fired yeah. to give off the illusion that he's no longer he's, with M sixteen or whatever. He's been fired before. Oh, he has legitimately fired. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. In License to Kill, he gets his License to Kill revoked. Oh man! So he License to Hug, Lic- License to to Shop, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> But it's like, <laughs> I would hate to be James Bond's like supervisor because it's like, it's got to be like, what the fuck did you do this time? Like, I told you, James, fucking stay in the building. And James Bond is like, well, I had to go to Prague and then, <laughs> you know, the explosions happened. But to my defense, <laughs> I wanted to have sex. <laughs> And that's every Bond setup of just like, you told me to do something, but I didn't want to. You know, but on the flip side of that, you have that one week, but then like a week later, mm-hmm. he's like, I killed the bad guy and I disarmed the yeah. nuke. Yeah. So what are you going to do about it? <laughs> so bonus, please. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to go get a macchiato. I'm James Bond. <laughs> I'm James Bond. That's how he finishes every sentence. I'm James Bond. I'm James Bond. <laughs> he's Don Rosa. He's Don, yeah, he's the Don Rosa of espionage. Uh, so we should probably talk about what the story of Hammerhead is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So Hammerhead is an arms dealer story. Bond is yeah. tasked with finding a, a villain named Kraken mm-hmm. who has infiltrated this arms dealer company yeah because they've got whatever a deal with the uh uh United Kingdom to disarm their nuclear missile arsenals mm-hmm. and Kraken has threatened to interrupt that chain yeah 
take over the nukes and, you know, bomb the world into oblivion. Yeah. Uh, that's the setup. Yeah. So, so this arms dealer is like, it's basically just like Costco for nations and yeah. for rogue armies. They make these super advanced weapons and, you know, new technology comes from this arms dealer. Yeah. And these things exist in the real world. Yeah. There are companies that their main job is just to make badass weapons for different militaries. Yep. And the fucking scary thing is they have no allegiance except to, to the dollar bill. The almighty dollar. And um, once you wrap your mind around that, um, do you decide to go eat that second bowl of ice cream because nothing <laughs> fucking matters? <laughs> uh, and that's what makes this book so cool. It's like they kind of normalize the thing of just like, oh, this arms dealer is having this expo like come see our cool new hyper bullets yeah like they insult you as they shoot you <laughs> and and like bond there is there just as like kind of like as a liaison he's just basically gathering information at this he, point yeah he's he's been sent to protect the head of the company yeah and shit pops off mm -hmm. do are we doing spoilers that's the one yeah, thing we is, have not talked yeah, about yeah this is spoilers okay so at the end of issue one, mm -hmm. the head of the arms company is killed. Loses his head. By his own bullets. They mm -hmm. they talk about the super bullets that he's got yeah. that are basically like little grenades <laughs> inside a handgun bullet. Yeah. And he's killed. Someone in the NRA is hearing this and just exploding with orgasm. Taking notes. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Grenade bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Out of my cold, dead hands. This gun shoots another gun. Finally. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah. So the head of the arms dealer is dead. Yeah. But his daughter, the second in command, is now with Bond. Uh, he's like protecting her. Yeah. She basically takes over the company. Yeah. But we can't talk about issue one mm -hmm. without talking about the fucking interrogation scene. So that so that did happen in issue one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so as they're trying to escape from this chaos that's happening at the expo. Yeah. Um, Bond is collecting uh, enemy shooters left and right, trying to interrogate them, yeah. and they're just like, you know, I'd rather die. And Jim James Bond is like, then you will die. Then you will die. <laughs> and he blasts him in the face. And he comes across this one, and they're in like a tu an, a, a tunnel that's through an aquarium yeah like you would see in sea world or any kind of aquarium yeah and bond in his brilliance shoots the glass yeah because he, he's got both of them hands up mm -hmm. and bond shoots the glass yeah. above him shoots the glass thereby releasing all of the animals that were in the aquarium yep and bond then proceeds to interrogate this man by having a great white shark eat him yeah to give up information. Yeah. Which is the most comic book thing I've ever seen. I don't think Batman's even done that. <laughs> that's that's the one thing that I love about specifically these James Bond comic books. And this this story in particular is that, like you said, this is a comic book thing that could only happen in comic in books. Comic books. Right. There's no way that if you tried to put that in a movie or write it, Mm -hmm. in a novel that would come across as anything but Stupid. laughable. Yeah. That'd be Austin Powers 4. Yeah. And it's 
it's pretty over the top in a comic book, but I think it worked. It was delightful, though. Yeah. And like, it, it's not misplaced in a comic. Right. When that happens, you're just like, huh, that's pretty funny. That's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, it worked. The guy gave up some information. Yep. Bond doesn't know what information he gave up at the time and then he lets the shark eat the guy and then but then and then the shark dies because he's no longer in water he's not in water and bond just walks away yeah presumably drinking a martini yeah and smoking a cigarette <laughs> as as bond will do correct uh yeah so issue one was wild and the, the thing that i i noticed was there's a lot more blatant violence in the comics than there is in most of the movies. Yeah, it's pretty bloody. And yeah, you just see like stuff explode. People are on fire. And uh, I like that. Yeah. You know, again, that is a comic book toe the line thing, mm-hmm. right? You can do that stuff in a written novel. You can't really get away with that in a PG-13 movie. No. Well, and like in the movies, they play off Bond as like this dignified killer. Yeah. He's like, and you know what I mean? Like, he, he, Bond wouldn't slash your throat, but right. he will poison your drink. Sure. And I think what the comic does so eloquently is blend the two. Yeah. Of just like, why not both? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, why not? Well, that... It's cheaper. That historically has been a complaint about the movie versus the book, mm. is that in the book, Bond is a sociopath like (laughs) he he has he knows what the job is he knows how to get it done Mm -hmm. and that's part of the reason why he's such a womanizer he just that's another tool in his toolbox um but he does a lot of that kind of like pretty messed up stuff in the book like interesting he'll slit your throat he'll groat you you know with a wire yeah without batting an eye for for queen and country for queen and country exactly interesting uh, yeah so i'm glad you brought that up um so in as hammerhead progresses mm-hmm. uh you find out that the daughter mm-hmm. is kraken yes she had her father killed so mm-hmm. that she could i'm gonna i'm gonna get this right mm-hmm. make sure that she has control over the nukes so that everybody has to buy her super weapon to protect their own country from nukes. From nukes, exactly. And the super weapon's called Hammerhead. Yeah. Hence the name of the... And it's basically a giant Glock railgun on a boat. Yeah. It can shoot 2,000 miles away. It's pretty fucking wild. Yeah. It's an intense looking... Like, because you look at it and you're just like, that boat has a complex because that gun is way too large for it. That boat's dick is rock yeah. hard. <laughs> and, it, and it shot a laser right to the moon. <laughs> and it is um yeah and like her her reasoning was just like she's like i'm doing this for britain because like yes we made our history on the backs of like basically colonizing yeah and like and she's like we've gotten away from that and she says and i quote i want to make britain great again yep and i'm wondering when this was written as far as trump era tactics I, I know i read that before i was going to bed and i meant to look it up because but it I, I seems too convenient yeah yeah and so um there is this like very clever um 
conversation about nationalism that is now happening. Yes. And it's like, because we may not think about it this way, but James Bond is also a nationalist. Sure. Because he will do anything for Great Britain. Yeah. And so will this woman. Right. But there, it's two sides of a coin now. Yeah. Like, so now we have to talk about, is there good nationalism and is there bad nationalism? Right. So that's that's a fun thing that kind of blossoms out of these books. Yeah, and that and that does some of the best Bond villains I've always said are just the dark side of James Bond. Yeah, like because Bond has a restraint that I don't think he really knows that he does, but the, all the villains is and why he connects with them so viscerally is because they're mirrors of him. Yeah giving in to chaos yeah they're the burned half of two-face yeah to, uh, no truly right and so that's why that's why bond villains are so captivating because we're all left there in the movies of just like well what if bond you know goes bad well we don't have to wait that long because he's fighting bonds that go bad yeah exactly and um uh he's fighting one right now in hammerhead and yeah. she essentially launches a nuclear warhead that she steals from mi6 mm -hmm. to blow up london correct she and like it's it's almost brilliant because like if you're if if you want to convince people that you're not the bad guy you blow up your own shit yeah and, and then that, and that's then claim her, innocence that's exactly what she's doing she's she's gonna blow up london so that great britain buys all these hammerhead warheads makes her a pretty penny mm -hmm. and starts another arms, arms race. race. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, essentially another cold war. Yeah. And I mean, it's not only great Britain who would buy her arms. It's, it's every, every other country yeah. in the world. Exactly. Um, Oh, we should also mention we're drinking vodka drinks. Oh yeah. For the I, show. I wanted to find canned martinis because, <laughs> because that seems like our vibe, uh -huh, yeah. but I couldn't find a canned martini. Redneck spies. <laughs> yeah. So I picked up some vodka seltzers <laughs> and they're delightful. They're making me feel very regal. Yeah. They're just fine. Um, and yeah. So, so getting back to Hammerhead, I mean, yeah. So Bond has to go in one man show. Yep. Infiltrate the boat. Infiltrate the boat that um, Kraken is holding uh, Hammerhead on, which mm -hmm. is the big laser rail gun. The big fuck off gun. He has to essentially just get inside the gun and use it to shoot the nuclear missile out of the sky. Correct. Which, spoiler alert, he, he does. does. We, I have to talk about one of my favorite parts of this comic, too. There, it's how he gets to the boat. Okay. So Bond befriends a smuggler who Kraken has hired mm -hmm. to smuggle the nuke mm -hmm. across the border, wherever it's going. Right. The, the smuggler senses that something's off because Kraken has said, kill this guy, no questions asked. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, mm, I don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah. I don't do no questions asked. So... He investigates Bond, mm -hmm. asks him a bunch of questions. Bond's like, let's let's talk this out. They talk it out. Yeah. Basically become friends. They find out that the nuke... Is that fake. It is fake. It doesn't have the nuclear warhead. Mm -hmm. And these guys were being set up. Kraken was going to use them as the scapegoat mm -hmm. 
for her arm, her nuke strike against London. So Bond tells these guys, he's like, I hate being double crossed. What do you need? Right. So Bond's like, I need a jet and I need you to drop me over the ocean. Yeah. And this guy's like, okay, that's going to take a minute to get that. Yeah. So in one of my favorite action set pieces, Bond has a parachute and Uh the guy's like, it's the open ocean. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. He jumps out of the plane, pulls his chute and lands on a fucking submarine. Mm -hmm. Everybody on the sub is like who is this how did you know we were here uh-huh. and then they're like oh commander bond yeah it's the sub that he used to command <laughs> when he was in the navy <laughs> hey james <laughs> and i fucking love yeah. that because uh very rarely do you get those pieces of james bond's past right and this book touches on them in a couple of different ways uh the the arms dealer, the dad, mm-hmm. knew Andrew Bond. His dad. James Bond's dad. Yeah. Uh, because he was, I think, an arms dealer I, himself. He, he, I think James' dad's father bought guns for MI6 or the British okay. military or something along Was that the implication? Those, yeah. Okay. Like, they knew each other because, like... Through he, arms dealing. He, he knew each he other through arms dealing. He bought guns from this guy. Okay. Yeah. So you get that little tidbit, mm-hmm. and then you get to see bonds whatever first mate has now been elevated to captain to of where the submarine was. yes yeah and it's just it's just that kind of stuff is so brilliant mm-hmm. like using that background well and like you get the history of bond without having to do like flashbacks yeah exactly and so they just like pepper that in so quick you're just like oh okay well yeah james bond used to work on a submarine interesting he used to be a commander in the in the british navy oh would you look at that and then his bit about why did you quit the navy oh the food like (laughs) yeah the food was terrible well and yeah everything else is also terrible yeah so he tells these dudes well he says i would have contacted you but your sub was retrofitted by the arms company yes so i couldn't radio you because it would have been intercepted Mm mm-hmm so he's like, we got to go stop this. And the sub basically is like, okay, okay. <laughs> and I guess they go AWOL or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if they, were they on course for anything? Or are they know. just, I don't know how submarines work. I don't know if they're just like hanging out in the ocean, just waiting for a call. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, we need you over here. It's like weird army Uber <laughs> right. or something. <laughs> but Whatever reason, they they take Bond to the boat where Kraken and Hammerhead are, mm-hmm. and wouldn't you know it, M and Money Penny are also on that boat with what the Defense Minister yes. of Great Britain, yes, who gets murdered just oh, right there. Just, his head is in two, <laughs> yeah, like th- a watermelon just split down the middle. He thinks he is invincible because he is, you know, a member, a, a higher agent. member of the yeah. government. And Kraken does not give a shit. Mm -mm. So she blasts him. Um, Another great James Bond moment is when Moneypenny says, uh, I can't let what's in M's head out. It's too important. Right. So she was going to kill him. She puts a gun to her boss's head. Which we've all been there, folks. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Wouldn't we all? And, uh, you know. For country, you do what you got to do. That's right. Um, or just 
free bagels in the break room every once in a while. <laughs> the bagels aren't good enough anymore. Some it, some people quiet quit, and uh, and some people pull the gun. I I, I lock and glock. That's <laughs> that's anything you got to do for a good review. Yeah, I I just loved that moment because that again gets to the heart of like yeah. who these agents are, right? Like. <laughs> Yes, they're all friends, and yes, mm-hmm. they're all whatever. But like at but the end of the day, they're going to do what it takes to get this job they all done. All understand the assignment. Yeah, exactly. And even M is like he makes a joke about, "Oh, we're going to talk about this at your next review." And Money Penny's like, "Yeah, yeah. probably, but yeah, <laughs> you should give me good remarks because I did the right thing." Yeah, exactly. And um, to to go back a little further to like issue two, um. After this arms dealer, the the dad is killed. Mm-hmm. The daughter and Bond are on the private jet. Oh yeah, and they pork and they have sex. And it's just like your dad's been dead for I don't know fifteen minutes. Have you seen how hot Bond is? <laughs> Enough to make you forget about your dead dad. Yeah, bro. We've all met that guy. Come on. Stuff <laughs> that was like, it was like, did like, is that like a prerequisite? It's just like, okay, we have to have Bond having sex in these books where can he i guess here on the plane i don't i don't know that it's a a prerequisite but i think in this book it helped the story because it it makes you think that like okay bond's protecting this girl yeah they have feelings for each other which is why he's so pissed off which he's pissed off she's obviously manipulating him Mm -hmm. way more than you know would be necessary yeah but oh, and I think she also said it was like you know, I had a good time. Yeah, <laughs> like I didn't hate it. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> this is funny that um, even uh, if he's your worst enemy, you still want to get a piece of Bond. Of course, <laughs> he's probably got a huge hog. <laughs> it, it may not be huge, but I bet he knows how to use it. That's probably true. That's the thing. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so of course, Hammerhead ends like Greg said with Bond shooting a nuke out of the sky mm-hmm. with the hammerhead railgun right and then the railgun into the boat correct and <laughs> therefore incinerating everyone in the boat yep which sinks was the boat sick sinks hammerhead and what does m say they they nationalized the company so the company then becomes property of the british government mm-hmm we don't have to worry about Hammerhead. No, they said they are going to continue Hammerhead development. Well, that was right. Yeah. And uh, they're but gonna, now it's British. It's British property. They're yeah. going to make the money. Yeah. And that's that's Hammerhead. And then the last shot is uh, James Bond lighting a cigarette, looking up at the British flag. Classic. As, as you do. Classic. And people may think that's cheesy, but imagine Clint Eastwood doing that in a movie. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, you're, you'd be willing to go to war for anything exactly. if you saw Clint Eastwood lighting a cigar, yeah. looking at the uh, Stars and Stripes, going, that's for you, babe. That's for you, America. <laughs> and, and sauntering off into the, the sunset. <laughs> um, you picked Hammerhead because it was one of your favorites. Yeah. And one of the easier ones to jump into. Yeah. It's and nice you were, and consolidated. And you were correct. I had... An absolute blast reading this. I couldn't put it down, which is crazy because it's six issues. Yeah. And I read those feverishly mm-hmm. because um, they just left you wanting more. Yeah. And that's what I, I, I'm, that's where I'm at now. I want more 
Bond dynamite books. That's why I want to be here. There are yes. more books to read, and now we get to do this show because um, you said that there has been uh, different creative teams to different effects yep. to the books, which we'll talk about. Um, but as of right now, I give Hammerhead five out of five martinis. Oh, definitely. Five shakes out of five. Five, five shakes out of five. <laughs> um, and I'm excited to see the other ones. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad you had a blast. Yeah, I had a, an, an absolute wonderful time reading this. Yeah. So go pick up Hammerhead. I, I would recommend Hammerhead to any comic book reader mm-hmm. easily. Oh, for sure. I would recommend it to any Bond fan easily. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a total blast. I, I love it to death. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited you liked it because sometimes I, I know enough to know that my rose-colored glasses make things look better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't know how much, you know, how to what extent that happens. <laughs> I think the only detriment to this book is that it's on dynamite. So it gets lost in yeah. the boobage of every other title that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, shockingly, they have restraint of only two to three covers for each issue. <laughs> Uh, yeah, wait till we do like James Bond Origins. Oh no, as a twelve issue mini or maxi, I guess. Uh-huh. But yeah, four issue, four covers for there each issue, yeah. and yeah, I'll Black. I'll bring when we do some of these bigger okay ones. I'll I'll bring some of my alternate covers because I think I've got, I think I've got a dozen covers for issue one of that Warren Ellis series. God. <laughs> All right, so it's it's it is dynamite confirmed. Yeah, confirmed dynamite book. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, all right, cool. That was the preview of yeah. the the Bond show that uh, Andy and I are going to be doing over there. Um, again, f- patreon.com backslash first issue club. You can find us over there. Um, not only Bond shows, but we do our weekly Patreon show over there, which is you know just us shooting the shit and talking about. I was gonna say, I was gonna say free form, but you know, it, yeah, it's more like beat poetry over there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we talk about stuff that we've bought, stuff that we liked, stuff that we don't like. Yeah, um, you know, kissing tips. <laughs> it's a good time. So go check that out. Um, thanks for listening. Next week we'll be back with more news and more first issues club. First issue club. Uh, Mike D will be back, and then we'll have. You know, the boys all together in the club once more. Finally. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Uh, go to your local comic book shop, buy comics, support them, and remember to bag and board them. Bye.